Hey, my friend, thanks for listening in to the Purpose Mastermind podcast today. I want to talk about anxiety. So I was just holding uh, one of my grandbabies, and I was thinking about the anxiety that they deal with. As a baby, they have um, these intense feelings like hunger. They don't know what the feeling is. They just know that they hate it. Now, they learn over the course of time that what they need is something to eat. And they're both about seven months old now, the grandbabies. And they've reached a point where they understand when they feel a certain way, they see that bottle and they're like, yes, that's what I need. Now, yesterday we were at a, a family get together. One of the babies went down for a nap or tried to. And he, the baby just cried and cried and cried. So the baby is having pretty strong feelings of anxiety, I'm sure. Not knowing what's going on, not knowing what they need. So here's what I want to say about anxiety. What hunger is to the body, what thirst is to the body, maybe anxiety is to our spirit. Hunger is this inner system of the normal body bodily function, the system that says you need nourishment for your body. The same goes with thirst. Well, what if anxiety is just this inner alarm system of our spirit that is communicating to us, I need nourishment. Hunger is I need nourishment of my body. Thirst is, I need nourishment of liquid. What if anxiety is this alarm in us that says, I need the nourishment of meaningfulness, purpose, fulfillment, peace? What if anxiety is just an alarm system that's informing us that we're not living the life we were made for? I'm going to give a metaphor. Let's say that uh, the, the smoke alarm goes off in your house. When it happens, are you going to get a ladder and rush over to the alarm, put the ladder underneath it, and then get up and study the alarm? Of course not. You're going to look and see, is there a source of smoke coming from a fire that I need to deal with. You're not going to study the alarm. You're going to see what the alarm is alerting you to. What if anxiety is simply an alarm that is pointing us to something that needs to be changed? But with anxiety, we tend to approach it from the aspect of, oh my goodness, I have this feeling something's, something's wrong with me. Like, what, what, is, is, is there a, a chemical problem in me? We look at anxiety like it is this outside thing that has come and attacked my life and I need to get rid of this thing. If we looked at hunger that way, if we looked at hunger as being this bad thing that's come from outside of me, like some kind of virus, 
and it's coming and attacking my life, I need to make it go away. And if I think that way without realizing, wait, this hunger I feel is a normal and natural feeling I have. It's pointing me to the need for food. What if anxiety in the same way is this alarm that's pointing us to the the need for nourishment of things like purpose, joy, love. So when anxiety comes, I don't recommend that people try to study their anxiety, but allow anxiety to help them look at their life. I love uh, Viktor Frankl and his focus on uh, basically human therapy. Viktor Frankl was uh, in a concentration camp. He was a psychiatrist, therapist. He did work with people. Even in the concentration camp, he was trying to rescue his friends from uh, suicidal thoughts and depression. And he survived the concentration camp and went on to continue his work in the psychiatric field. He was hired by a, um, a hospital that had a high suicide rate. And they brought him in to deal specifically with that. And he had a lot of success. But in his work, he says there's three things that every, every human being needs. Not just people that are suicidal, depressed, and struggling with like anxiety. But all human beings need these core three things. And I think that they're so simple, yet so incredibly profound. One is, everyone needs something to do that if they don't do it, someone else is hurt. In other words, people need something substantial to do with their life that impacts other people. And it's got to be a consistent endeavor. Something like work certainly can fill that. There's other ways. There's, there's volunteering. There's other ways of doing this. Certainly uh, becoming a parent is a way that this happens. Even getting married um, is part of that. Because now when you get married, you have to focus on someone else. So I think the point of that first element is that when you when you do something, that if you don't do it, someone else is hurt. It's, it's causing you to get your focus off of yourself. I am convinced of this. If a person has anxiety and it causes them to focus more on themselves, that is the breeding ground of more anxiety. Focusing on oneself is probably the most fertile ground for the growth of anxiety. I'll say it again. Focusing on oneself is probably the most fertile ground for the growth of anxiety. It's like staring into a mirror saying what's wrong with me. Staring into a mirror, all we do is find more things wrong with us. Staring into the mirror, we can make up things that are wrong with us. The worst thing about staying in front of a mirror is you're not focusing on another human being. So the more we focus on 
ourself, the more we um, we put to in our mind, the more we focus on ourselves, we put ourselves in a place where anxiety is going to grow. The more we focus on other people, we put ourselves in a mental posture where anxiety can go away. The second thing Frankel says everyone must have is community. People need to have people to be around. I think he described it like this. Be around people that believe in you just the way you are. Now, when life kind of goes down the tubes, what we tend to do is maybe get around people that either help us go further down the tubes or we get around people that help us focus on our problem. There's something so powerful about being around people that really believe in you. They're not trying to fix you. They're not trying to solve you. They simply believe in you. Now, I'm I'm so blessed. I've got people in my life, several people, that I can share with them any kind of burden or struggle I'm facing. But their belief in my gift is very strong. And so I know that I can, I know I can share a, a struggle with them without them looking at me like, Oh, Mark, I need to fix you. We got to, we got to figure you out. Like this is, we need to be around people that believe in us because we all have a gift. Our life is a gift. So being around people that see the gift of who we are and really believe in us is, is a core fundamental the third thing Frank Frankel said is people, everyone needs to be able to see their life redemptively. This is the ability to realize that anything that has gone wrong in my life can be used for good. It means I don't have to live my life in fear of something being wrong with me because something can be wrong with me and at the same time, I can be living a great life. Think about that. Something can be wrong with me, but at the same time, I can focus on this great life I'm living. So those are the three elements that Frankel said. Everyone needs to have something to do that if they don't do it, someone else is hurt. Secondly, everyone needs to have a community of people around them that believe in them just the way they are. And thirdly, everyone needs to learn to look at their life redemptively. So let's go back to the smoke alarm. Anxiety, if it is just a, a helpful alarm that's pointing us to, hey, you weren't made to live this way. You weren't made to think this way. So I think most people would agree that anxiety is a problem with how we're thinking. So what might this alarm be pointing us to? I'll list three things that I think are very common for us as people. One is trying to control what we cannot control. Trying to control what we cannot control. That is a fertile ground for anxiety. Once again, if I'm trying to control what I cannot control, that is going to lead to anxiety. 
the alarm's going to sound. Instead of trying to attack the anxiety, it's the change of thinking that needs to happen. Secondly, the alarm might be pointing to something like uh, if you're trying to be a, a, a pleaser of people, if you're trying to make everyone happy, and so you're, you, you become so consumed with what other people think of you, that is going to cause anxiety to grow. Once again, we don't study the alarm of anxiety. We allow the alarm of anxiety to point us to this isn't how I was made to live. And the third thing I would say is the alarm of anxiety can point us to the problem that we're chasing after the wrong things. If I think that I have to have a certain type of house to be happy, a certain type of car to be happy, it can cause me to chase after things I don't have to have. And the desperate chase in life can cause anxiety because I'm trying to get something that I don't have. And the more I try that, I think I can't be happy until I get this thing I do not have. So this is a, a just some quick thoughts about anxiety. I, I, I think that anxiety is a normal thing within us. I would look at it like this. I would ask you this question. What people struggle with anxiety? Who has anxiety? Everyone does. I, I would look at anxiety. If you, if you take something simple like a, a little ketchup, a ketchup packet, let's say. Inside of that packet, there obviously is ketchup, but there's space in there. You can gently push your finger into the packet and the ketchup will move around. Now, if you were to squeeze that packet really hard, now there's not as much space. And now that packet, if you push hard enough, you could you could get it to to blow open i would look at that that ketchup inside the of a larger packet as being similar to what anxiety is in us anxiety is a helpful thing on the inside of us that when we start when we start pursuing life the wrong way when we start when we think the wrong way that that the pressure builds it's like we're squeezing that ketchup packet. So anxiety isn't an outside enemy that we need to stop. It's an inward alarm that we can use to gain insight into, wait a second, this isn't the life I was made for. I hope this is helpful. My friend, I, you know how I'm going to end this podcast because I do every time. It is the driving force behind everything that we're doing with the Purpose Mastermind. It's simply compelling people. Your life has a purpose, and you can know that purpose, and you can be set free from anything that holds you back from living it out boldly. As I finish, I want to 
let you know about a, a potential uh, opportunity coming up. If you're in the Tulsa area, I'm going to be starting a group for men. It's going to be in the afternoons at lunchtime in the South Tulsa area. That's going to begin in early April. So I want to, I want to alert you to that. I also want to let you know this is not something we advertise very much at all. But the Purpose Mastermind, we have a version of it that you can do on your own uh, with, through video. And I won't say a lot about it at this point, but if you're in a spot where you, you don't have time to um, to be with us in person or you don't have the time or money to go through the course with us on Zoom, but you want to go through this course, you can do it through a video option. You can reach out to us. We can help make that happen. It's also a very low cost. So uh, if, you, if you're interested in the video course version, you can reach out to me at, via email, mark at markdelaney.me. My friends, that's all I got for you. Go take on the day.